This is Joe Costello's WFO Radio Ignition. Covering everything that has wheels, an engine, and a driver. The reason I race is to get the chicks. You know what I mean? (laughs) NASCAR, IndyCar, Formula One, sports cars, and NHRA drag racing. Hey, guys. Just want to let you know, WFO rocks. WFO Radio is total motorsports. It's just so cool. Fasten your seatbelts, fire up the ignition, and drop the hammer. Yeah, let's do it. Now, here's your host, Joe Costello. The winter break, the off-season. Call it what you will, but WFO Radio Ignition continues on. I call it Cyber Monday. That's right, we're on the air on Cyber Monday. Go buy something. I know you already have. They say it's going to be one of the biggest Cyber Mondays in history. And there's, you know, like fuzzy math going on. But that's fine. I don't want to get into all that. What I want to get into is the positive energy that surrounds the motorsports world and the WFO universe and all the fun stuff that is going on out there in the world uh, with you guys. We're going to have Giovanni in Miami and our Patreon co-hosts join us on the program. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about the season that was the final Formula One race. And uh, all of these things. Sue Morris will not be joining us this evening. So I'm kind of hoping that everybody else out there in the uh, Patreon co-host universe will pick up the slack. There will definitely be some slack. And uh, that's why we got Giovanni in Miami right at the start of the show. What's up, Giovanni? Welcome. How is Giovanni? It was totally unexpecting me to go to him so early. All right. No, obviously not, man. You know, if I was, I'd be ready. You're right. You're not ready. And maybe that's why I went to you so fast. No, but it's I'm not. Scouring them. Scouring no. over here. Shit. Power what? cord, man. I know I'm getting predictable oh. with the sponsors right at the very start of the show. And everybody's like, yeah, oh, right at the start of the show, that. Joe's going to list the sponsors. And even though, even though those great sponsors are the reason that we're able to do this and it's a job and it's a profession, you know, it's still advertising. And some people are like, oh, advertising. So what we are going to do is we're just going to like spring it on you in the middle of this show and you can't avoid it. It's like, ah, because there's going to be a critical piece of information right afterwards, like a code word or something. But it is Cyber Monday. Did you do any shopping of any uh, online? Like you buy anything online? Do you buy online at all? Are you online at all? You use oh, a I'm online right now, man. What do you, you mean? You see, obviously, I can connect. Oh. I'm here every week. Well, yeah, no, of. that's true. You do connect. You do connect. It's funny, but not really. Whenever I, mean, I, I buy stuff online, but I'm not like you know buying you know, crap. On, on crap. What's that mean? Crap. I said crap unnecessarily. People. You know, I buy sometimes what what I need. You know, I usually ask the person that I live with for the supplies that are necessary around here. The designated shopper. The designated shopper, yeah, the 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 shopping fairy, you know, makes those runs to the Target, and I just say, hey, I need a uh, toothpaste, shaving cream, what have you. That's nobody buys. Well, I guess they do now buy toothpaste and shaving cream online. I don't, but it's Cyber Monday, and I our, don't either. Our T-shirt <laughs> so store has got forty percent off right now. Forty percent. I, I, I tweeted that or whatever it's called now. Re reexed. Yeah. But I digress. I don't know what the proper vernacular is anymore. I'm I'm still sticking with the original vernacular. The tweet and a retweet. And that's it. And that's what it was. And you can't change what it is. Like, 
but it's not anymore. It's not called a tweet anymore, and it's not. Yeah. You're not retweeting. You're like, I think it says repost is what it's called now. Repost. I, I'm pretty certain if my. Yeah, no, it says never. Let's not digress on that whole thing because I think oh, it's just right. dumb. It's a dumb conversation. Like, because then on. it gets on Musk and all the stuff associated with <laughs> Musk, and then you have to renounce the things that Musk is saying. Nobody wants to do that. That's not what this show is all, all about. Or no, for. that's not what I was trying to get. And I'm sorry, you, I, you brought I, us I, there. I you can't. How was your Thanksgiving week, man? I had a great week. How was your week? You're taking us away from the hot topic, which is 40% off in the WFO store. You're taking us in every direction, but the direction we want to go. And I'll That's tell you I why. Meant. And I'll go tell buy you why. crap at the WFO stores. Buy it's it. not even where I want to go either. Buy it. Buy stuff you need. Buy stuff you don't need. Buy stuff you want. Buy stuff you don't want. Buy stuff to gift. Buy stuff to keep. Just buy stuff. Well, listen, at 40% off, I can understand that. But whenever that happens, I go oh, and I post a link. Monday sales. I go post a link in the Facebook page that is dedicated to Miami Hollywood Speedway, where the tree is in the background. Yeah, and people are like, what? This is an actual story here? Not just a shameless plug for 40% off in the WFO store? And yes, believe it or not, there is an actual story. And it is all connected. In that, I post the link. Hey guys, Miami Hollywood shirts, 40% off, 15 bucks at this link. Now, do they know that the WFO store is our online store and that maybe I'm making a buck? Uh, you know, maybe they do, maybe they don't. Do I sometimes feel a little weird that I might be spamming the group? Yeah, sometimes, but not really because it's a t-shirt for the racetrack and it's the, we're the only ones that, that have it. And people all over the world are enjoying the Miami Hollywood t-shirts. And so you'd think that these people would like the T-shirts. But this is the problem. So many people <laughs> don't know how to buy something online. I'm getting messages, direct messages. Can you send me the shirts? No, I cannot send you the shirts. Why can't you send me the shirts? I want five because I don't have the shirts. You call and you order or you don't call. Nobody calls. There's no calling. No calling. Well, you click you the link. Vortex, you, gotta call. you click the link <laughs> on our WFO store. Yeah, but don't confuse things. The road acts, you got to call. Yeah, the IRS, you got to, you know, you got to call. Like, right. You know, that's yeah, not what we're talking about. They send letters too. They do. Right. Snail mail. You send a money order. <laughs> Go to the bank, Wells Fargo, get a money order. And then you send your money order. No, that's not what it is. You click the link, and I've had this conversation three times this week since it went on 40%. <laughs> oh, I, man. I, I want the shirt. I, I, okay, click the link. I, I don't buy stuff online. What do you mean? You don't buy anything online? I don't know how to do that. You don't know how to do that? I wonder how many people have no idea how to do that. Now, you think they're listening to the podcast, and so they know how to do that. But these are people that are on Facebook and they don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do that. I think that number is smaller than we think, man. It's just. Well, so I'm encountering all this. For help. It's just it. You know, the Miami those, Hollywood group. Those they few don't... people that want the shirts need some help, man. <laughs> well, exactly. And so what's the help? Like, I, you know, I buy the shirts myself and then mail them the shirts and go collecting the money. <laughs> no, I don't think that's happening. So I sent you know, a nice direct you message. You're going to have to order the shirts yourself. <laughs> yeah. It's like 10 of them. 
you know, oh. I don't like this one. I want to exchange it. No. The reason we have the WFO store is that we don't have to touch anything. I learned that lesson a long time ago. I hear you. Better to not touch anything. But it just was a little interesting to me that there are so, so many people that don't know how to buy online here on Cyber Monday and Black Friday. And I'm in the I'm in the market, man. I'm in the market for various things. I'm in the market for a vacuum. Dun dun dun. That's right. Oh, a vacuum. Yeah, I, I highly recommend the Dyson, man. That thing is oof. It's the best thing I've done, I've done to my wife in years. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I wonder what the WFO universe is. The last one we bought. Right. We had one since like BG, I think. Kind of pricey, right? Well, you know. What what in life that is great, good, and worth it is not expensive. Well, there are some competitors that there are, are different brand, and there are different. Um, so confusing. You know, uh, the, the V8, levels. the V10, the V12, the V15. Yeah, well, right. V12 I'm sure that has to do with the size of the machine. And so, remember the one we originally had was like like a V6 or V8 model. I think the one I got now is like a 10 or V10 or 12. So I, it, it is a bigger one. I'm hoping for feedback on this one. Because there's two totally different directions I could go, and or I could go in both directions at the same time. Like Yogi Berra says, when you come to a fork in the road, take it, which I might. But I'm gonna, we'll uh, we'll wax this all out. But let's bring on our Patreon co-host. Look at this, Bobby Graham, who posted on our Monday motivation. Thank you very much, Bobby, for participating. Monica hates the Dyson's. See, she must has gonna, a, like a big one. But uh... <laughs> I was gonna tell you that I I mentioned Dyson to my mother, and she's like, "Oh, don't get Dyson. Dyson's got such a bad reputation." I was like, "Is that true?" Because Gio and Sharika love their Dyson. They think it's the greatest thing in the world. They love yeah, it. Yeah, we replaced the the old, decrepit, you know, one that got uh, beat yeah, up but, and, and died. But see, you never die. had anything run. else. Monica says she traded the Dyson for a shark, and that's what I was going to bring up. This shark is $2.99. It's way less expensive. I mean, look, the most recent one that I got her was not. Have two Dyson I, you know, we don't have the giant one. We have like the handheld one that's really, you know, it's light and you know, it's 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 not even loud compared to the original model we had from ten from a decade ago. Bobby Graham says we have this TriStar forever. TriStar is that the one that the janitors use with the stainless steel head, the big metal one? They call it the little pig. I don't know that. It looks like a little pig. It's like oh, no. Is that like the old school Electrolux models? Yeah. Uh, I have one of those, those. too. My mom used to have one of those. I remember that. I'll send it to you if you want it. Yeah, I want to see a photograph. And so the audience is saying, are these guys really having a conversation about vacuum cleaners? And the answer is... I mean, yeah, 10 minutes yeah. into the show. We haven't even discussed the... racing. Let's talk about something important, though. Are we because talking I about started... racing? All right, well, we'll get there. We're talking about the things that are much more important than racing. And that's the Gosh. people. The people. Jolie Stanfield is down there. She just flicked her camera on for a millisecond. Matt in Australia is, is on. Megan is on. Monica's on. Pickle Rick is on. Everybody is on. We're enjoying the show. We're having a great time. Megan says, I can't help you. I have uh, an Auric that still uses bags. I have a Kenmore that still uses bags. Uh, canister vacuum it dragging it around it's hitting the walls it plugs into the wall you know all of these things and i see this giovanni go grab his stick dyson off the wall and go and then put it back up and he's done in less time than it would take me to open the closet where the kenmore lives and so i'm thinking to myself 
maybe I need to get one of these things. It's, it's rechargeable. There's no cord. It just goes. It's quick. We have one of those also. Our daughter talked us into getting one of those. It's kind of it's a, a Dyson lookalike or copy. And like I said, my wife finally just hung it back up on the wall and she grabs the, the little pig and uses it now. She, she rarely picks one off the wall. Why not? She says it doesn't work as good. Okay. And what's she what's she sucking up? What is it? Like nails? Uh, ball oh bearing? <laughs> uh, well, if you follow me sometimes, <laughs> it may happen. If you know, you ask her. What are we trying to pick up off the floor here? I live bullet. in the country now, Joe. I, I know. Oh. It's like bullet casings. What is it? Uh, you don't yeah. have to tell us if it's private, yeah. you know, like no, it's just it's just a lot of dust around here. Dust, dust, uh, and stuff. And we and we also tried one of those robo vacuums. It works pretty good. It works good, except you have to remember to pick everything up off the floor that you don't want it to get tangled up in. A lot of your furniture is just the right height that it makes its way up to it and it jams up in there and gets stuck. It can't go anywhere from there. Although there, I can tell you a little hack for that. Uh, well, so. so someone has recommended the Roomba to me. We'll That's bring what we have. Yeah, yeah, iRobot. Or you still have it. that? You still have yeah. one of these? We still use it occasionally. Occasionally. <laughs> we, like if we're going to go go off somewhere, we'll get everything picked up. You have to move the chairs or move them so you can give them enough room to go under the table and so forth. And then we turn it on and you'll leave and it'll do its thing and park itself. When you come home, just empty the little bag. Do its thing box. and park itself. So someone was giving me the other, uh, the, the, the Roomba deal. I had one in 2003. I think I was Roomba owner number 75. I saw this idea like, wow, automatic robot uh, vacuum. I got to get it. Let's see what happens. And it was would like it. Yeah, it, it was it was dumb. It didn't work. It got stuck. It got lost. But it's been 20 years. You'd think they'd have improved on it by now. It ha You just have to. It's like a little child. You have to child proof your room or Roomba proof your room so it doesn't wander off in the rest of the house and get lost. All right. To be continued. Matt in Australia is good joining us. Oh, good day, guys. I I thought I'd come on to Ignition. Is this some other podcast you guys do that I have never heard of before? Winter break. Yeah, we're doing a whole Mac week home, over here. Home, home shopping network or something? Well, uh, Costello's in the market for a vacuum. And so where, who do I go to? I go to the trusted WFO universe. But yeah, yes, my, wife, my wife did the research, Joe. Okay, see? Uh, you got the you mocked, you, got the, you have the information. Yeah, I know. Well, I've got it. I've got to, got to start off giving you a time and then I'll, yeah, of course. you know. Move and the audience in. was just like, oh, thank God for Matt in Australia. And just like that, yeah. you're sucked into the conversation. Yeah. What do you got? Exactly. Well, my wife did the, all the uh, 101 on it. Do you have LG over there? The brand LG? Life's good. Life's good. Yeah. Yeah. LG. That that got all the, uh, that all got up the five stars above the Dyson and all the others. Really? The mm -hmm. stick? Like the stick? And it's, mate, it is the bomb. What's the name of the model? Uh, I'll send it to you, please. Yeah, we've got we've got ducted vacuum system in our house. Yeah, what's that? It never mean? gets used. What do you mean ducted uh, vacuum system? What is that? In well, the wall. Ducted. It's all in the walls. What? With a what? <laughs> yeah, 
No. Everybody in Australia's got yeah. this. Um, what about oh, in Louisiana, Bob Graham? Normal in the upside down to have a vacuum cleaner it, in your I've wall. I've seen them in a few houses. Yeah. yeah. You just set it up. I've never even it's heard got, of that. Well, you got to do it when you build the house. Yeah. So we're in the garage in one of the uh, – we've got a cupboard in the garage. It's got a big air, uh, vacuum cleaner unit set up in there, and it ducted through the walls – and there's outlets all throughout the house that you just walk around with the vacuum head with and the hose, hose. And, and plug it in. And as soon as you plug the hose in, it's got a metal ring on the hose. It activates it. Interesting. It's very futuristic. It's very Jetsons. Yeah. Been around a long time. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. I, 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 Geo, you hadn't you reacted like I did. Like, what is that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd be I'd be less surprised if Rosie from the Jetsons walked in here now. Well, that's what room is. Rosie from the Jetsons, except it's flat and cats ride on it, which that is the motivation for all of this is that, you know, these kitties, yeah. apparently they have fur that comes off. And uh, imagine I, that. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder when he found that out. Exactly. And so going to get the Kenmore is becoming a big pain, plugging it in, dragging it around. If there's an easier method, I want to know what it is. And maybe even when I'm not here, you know, when I'm off on one of these trips, a vacuum that lives here and goes and does its own thing while the cats are here, that could be cool. Or it could scare them and they could freak out. Anything could happen. All right. Enough vacuum talk. It's only been 17 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's yeah. the end of Jeremy the Smalls. economic section of. Yes, exactly. Well, listen, this, this is the winter break. This is the kind of stuff, space, uh, aliens and whatnot. But we did have a Formula One race. Uh, the final Formula One race in the greatest single season by a driver ever. Max Verstappen wins the race. Charles Leclerc second and George Russell third. Uh, Mercedes takes second in the constructors. Ferrari was third by three points. They lost the constructors, uh, second place in the constructors, by three points. You, somewhere throughout the season, had they figured out how to get three points. It, Gio heard $10 million. Three points is would have been coming in eighth place this weekend with the second car. You know, you don't even have to go to well, if uh, it's like three points is all the other teams know. bar Toto uh, agreed not for Ferrari, not to be penalized for having to change their battery unit because of the uh, manhole cover. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. There you go. Well, do mm. we know who the team was that voted against it? Did we ever find out? Yeah, that it was. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there it is. And that's why. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Just, $10 million decision. Nah. Ten, $10 million, What What do you get? 10% on that? I'm sure he gets some sort well, of... Well, yeah, he's, he's, he's 100%. He's mm. So he gets something. It is competition at the highest level. No. The rule says you uh, are penalized. You're penalized. And everybody's like, why? But it's not fair. He has to, oh, yeah. $10 million. <laughs> 10%. Is it fair or is it not fair? Oh, it's fair. I would do exactly the same thing if it was me. But yeah, man, the season yep. mercy. Toto and the family get confusion. Toto and the family getting takeaway tonight. Oh yeah, definitely. I didn't watch the race. I pressure cleaned my parents' driveway. I uh, I have it on DVR, and I may watch it during the winter break as some sort of you know just uh, twisted entertainment. But the point was proven. Uh, earlier on in the season. I was very interested in Las Vegas, as you all know, and I, I watched and enjoyed. But I had enough. 
the Max Verstappen is the most dominant driver ever in the best car ever show was impressed upon me earlier in the year. And uh, I don't know. I sought to do things around the house and I am a fan. So I'm sure a lot of people checked out as well. But now the season oh, is over. Out, but I mean, the race is on at eight o'clock in the morning. I, you know, I got up, I put on the race. By the time the race was over, I got, you know, put on, had breakfast. By 1030, I was at Home Depot buying a Christmas tree, man. That's wonderful. Yuki led the race for several laps. Well, then give us a. Uh, yeah, that was amazing, man. Dude, the race behind Max, it's always very compelling. <laughs> well, look at the points, even. It, sh it shows up in the points. Max 575, Sergio with 285, Lewis 234. Like, it, it's, it was close. Uh, Alonzo and Leclerc tied 206. Lando, 205. Signs, 200. So it, it bears out in the points as well. What a great season, other than the fact that one guy won, what, 18 races? Every race, <laughs> practically. Three yeah. races, right? Yeah. Like, Troy, Troy and Oregon is, is, is a little bit right. It's just, you know. What are you Don't gonna go do? too far, Joe. Yeah, well, right, exactly. He's not totally <laughs> whatever. So battle. Now, Bobby, you weren't offended by all that Christmas stuff that was coming on, were you? Because they no. seem to attack you a little bit for your stance no. on Christmas Thanksgiving. No. <laughs> on the social media, a lot of photographs of Christmas decorations coming up, and there was a lot going on. I want to make sure you were okay. Well, I posted that. mine, too. You seen mine, huh? I don't think I did. Oh, yeah, no, I did. It was like, not yeah, Bobby's got two Christmas trees, right, Bobby? No, no, it looks I like got uh, a big tower with red lights. Yeah, oh, front yo, it was the, the tower that's your internet tower. But, but the only difference is there's money that comes in from my little red lights <laughs> and money going out on his little red lights on his tree. Wow, <laughs> and you have superior uh internet now. I did that, that finished yet, they're still oh. out there working. Okay. He's not tapped into it yet, man. Not, not yet. Bobby. Oh, the like, money I have. One as day. soon as they step on the property, they start paying. That's I'll nice. One, they step on the property and start work. They start paying. I love it. I love it. I wonder if I can get the same deal here in South Florida, <laughs> like a big tower in my backyard uh, or something. As, as long as there's, uh, you have 300 feet between it and the next property. I don't. Then I guess I'm okay. disqualified. <laughs> I think Geo's disqualified as well. Oh yeah, Mike. Come on. I don't have that kind of space. No, that's a big that's a big property. We don't have that down here. But um, but yeah, so we've got a lot going on in the uh the winter break, of course. We are getting ready for Alan Reinhardt tomorrow. We're gonna look back at the season that was in the National Hot Rod Association. They had a great buy one, get one 50% off for tickets for 2024. Everyone's getting geared up for uh, whichever races. We need to figure out sooner rather than later where the Patreon meetup for 2024 is going to be. Are we going to keep moving it around? Or are we going to go back to a tried and true Vegas kind of thing? Stampede to speed, finals, who knows? Uh, I am open to suggestions. You can uh, get me on Twitter or X or Facebook or email me, Joe at WFORadio.com. Maple Grove says Megan, duh. Yeah, maybe Maple Grove. The hotel situation. I don't know if it's compelling for people to fly into uh, Philly and then, you know, they're staying in the Grove. It's a little challenged, but maybe, maybe. Let's find out where everyone wants to wants to go. Let's start taking suggestions. 
and the Patreons can definitely uh, mention that. I'll do a post of Monday Motivation next week. We'll we'll go right at that, and we'll kick some ideas. But uh, people are already talking about season 2024 and uh, all associated on the NHRA side, and it is the winter break, and you get a lot of depression posts about racing not being uh not you know not they're not being racing. I know there was some foot break action going on uh, on YouTube, but other than that, the slowdown begins. Did everybody have a good Thanksgiving, Matt? In Australia, you guys don't have Thanksgiving, do you? Correct. No. Why I do you hate? Man. Why do you hate giving thanks down there? What's What's wrong with you guys? Dude, it's in there. That's an American that's, invention, man. That's your thing. Yeah, but I figured and you then, guys would celebrate just because you're like yeah, our little no. brother. You no, know, man, like, their ancestors didn't oh, go. I'd hate that if we did it, we'd do it better than you, Joe, and then you'd be upset with us. That's all. Oh, oh, look okay. at that. Oh, 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 there you go. Uh, everybody's just going good on you, Matt, right there. Yeah. No, we love no, it. I have it. no, we don't do that. We don't do Thanksgiving. So it was just Thursday. I'm trying to think if there's anything on our calendar that we have that's sort of similar to it, but not really. That's your problem. Yeah, no. yeah, you need a holiday that's based around eating. <sighs> well, life's a holiday down here, Joe. You don't really need they to all, celebrate I, another I, one. All the holidays are kind of based around eating, you know. <laughs> we get we get four weeks annual leave anyway, and there's lots of public holidays. Yeah. Yeah, you're just rubbing it in now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> You're just rubbing in. Monica says what? no pilgrims down under. No, no, no pilgrims. Yeah, we were all, yeah well, that, Monica's probably hit the nail on the head there. We're all a bunch of convicts down here. That's right. There wasn't really any Thanksgiving. Yeah, like people. Our, came our ancestors and... so our ancestors uh, uh, stole a loaf of a piece of bread and got thrown on a ship and sent down into the South Pacific. Pilgrims came looking for their freedom from persecution. You guys were not free. And you were uh, al already, <laughs> already uh, under the long arm of the law. Correct. Wow. And look how great you turned out. Yeah. Look at that. Like yeah, that's well, the thing. Yeah. It's a redemption story. But it, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, there's no Thanksgiving. Got it. What's some drag racing news, Joe? Yeah. So it's, we, at the end of the day, this is a drag racing show, right? All of them are. They definitely are. Yeah, They're all uh, rooted in drag racing. Um, Alex Laughlin, no more Aveline. I saw that. I saw his heartfelt mm. post and I felt, uh, mm. bummed about it. Mm. Do you reckon that'll affect his next year, Joe? Or? My initial, uh, assessment is yes. Mm. Cause Havlin, as I understand it, and, uh, I know people who are much closer to the situation than I am. And so I'm speculating a little bit. But, you know, I can speculate that one and one is two. They were a personal sponsor for him and they enabled his top fuel situation with Scott Palmer. They enabled uh, the initial Jim Dunn situation. Um, you know, they, he, he had a personal sponsorship with them and it wasn't like the largest sum of money, but it was enough to get him these opportunities and put him in these situations. And so if that is gone and not necessarily replaced, which maybe it is. Maybe it is replaced. Maybe he's got someone else like lined up right behind that's going to be bigger and better. But I don't know that just yet. I saw his post about thank you, Haviland. And um, it's one of those deals, right? Don't be upset that uh, it ended. Be happy that it happened. Look at all the great things that he did. Yeah. Won the U.S. Nationals. True. 
and uh, pro stock. Just uh, quite a significant uh, sponsorship and something you related the two together, a little bit like the old days with Force and Castrol. Yeah. He he was almost getting, I won't say he's anything like Force, don't get me wrong, but you just put, like Cruz and Snap-on, it's it's sort of, they go hand in hand when you see them together. So Caps and Napa, it's become very familiar. That's probably the best way of putting it. 100%. Um, to a to a slightly lesser degree, and I don't think that Alex mm. had quite the buy-in from Haviland that those guys have from their sponsors. No. But yes, um, they and and who knows like why this thing ended? Maybe Alex went looking for more money, and they're like, "Nah, we don't have any more money." And he's like, "Well, I'm gonna free up the spot." Like we we don't know how it all worked out. Uh, Cruz mm-hmm. just signing a three year deal with Nat with uh, with Snap On. Nick Pinchuk, who is the CEO loves cruise and loves drag racing and each year he comes out to a race and very often not always but often i am invited to do the interview on the starting line you guys can go back on nhra tv and actually uh check it out this year it happened at st louis st louis and uh the guy is gold he goes on with kramer on cnbc mad money and he'll always and he's talking about the builders and the makers in america and how snap-on helps uh, those people do what they need to do uh, by providing tools that are made in america and he's got his whole rap and he's great at it and drag racing is the perfect place to anchor that kind of message and uh and they do a great job of it so cruise has got them for three years and then and you know to connect the two stories jason bunker and john medlin New crew chiefs for Cruz. You can say yeah. a lot about Cruz, but you cannot say he's not willing to make a move to hire some people he thinks is going to help him. He's not sitting True. on his hands, that's for sure. Yeah, he understands. on his laurels. He just signed signed the deal. He's got a win, and and yeah, this was not a uh, a great season for Cruz. But Medlin, that is a proven entity. Jason Bunker, not yet proven, but working with Medlin. And Medlin is like transferring his knowledge to Bunker. And they've got this cool relationship going on where Medlin knows like, man, I got to give this kid all my information because, you know, I am mortal. Somebody's got to be next. Somebody's got to be next. And I think that's great for John Medlin. John Medlin, he doesn't have to do any of this. And the next generation. Well, he semi-retired, hadn't he, Joe? Yeah, he went off to the cabin. Mm. He had this cabin. He was going to work on the cabin. We're going to go to the cabin. He's texting us pictures of the cabin. Dean Antonelli, oh, look at, man, the cabin. Yeah, and then, you know, he pressure cleaned the driveway of the cabin, and that was it. He's ready to go back drag racing. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we all have our uh, winter break projects. Exactly. But it was uh, it was interesting. Did everybody watch the uh, awards ceremonies from the NHRA? Did everybody get a chance to see the speeches and some of the red carpet stuff and any uh, hot takes on that? It's now been posted and everybody has had plenty of time to watch them all. Uh, you know, I thought Doug did a great job. Of course, better job on WFO last week. I felt like the Doug Coletta interview was... You know, he's smiling the whole time and he's laughing and he's like, you know, wiping the 
like you know he you could see a visible difference at least i felt like i could in doug coletta's personal demeanor it's like he's a different person now that the intense pressure of having never won is relieved i thought that was pretty interesting and was my takeaway from our interview i didn't see the video but i heard the audio version uh, matter of fact today and it did sound like he was a lot a lot different person than all his other and that's just by basing it by the audio but even it was better than normal i agree yeah no in the audio you could hear it too he was just this was on him it was a thing that was on him and he you know he was living it and now it's gone it's like a demon that was exercised it's just gone I what happens if he doesn't blow that tire joe yeah who knows what's good or bad it's you catch the red light if you had made the green light something was going to fall out of the sky onto your head you just yeah. don't know so next time you catch that red light be okay with it <laughs> or you catch the red light and a semi truck smashes you from behind you just don't know there's no way to know that tire goes down they break out the backup car and that's obviously a big part of winning the championship. Mm. It just worked better. It just worked better. And then Doug goes into the finals on kill and he, you know, goes out there and gets the job done. I think they're going to be talking about this one for a long time. Well, there was, uh, just going back to the award ceremony, there's still the great mystery of the earth. Uh, Joe is this West didn't update anybody on the, uh, participants in the royal rumble oh yeah that's right a big part of wfo is like recapping some of the other shows that are going on i've got one uh what it did not it did not get discussed not even brought up we don't but, even oh, see you know, wow well that's, 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 that's the right thing to do that's the right thing to do and not we're, out people wes, is, wes has probably moved on for the next thing and forgot about it maybe but it's it's the right thing to do no like you know in, in my opinion uh there are places for that um but the people that work face to face with these people, like face to face, it's really hard to publicly go air uh, people's, uh, you know, I don't want to call it dirty laundry one way or another, but hmm. very interesting. Um, we'll see. Other, Sorry to mention other shows, Joe, but another interesting interview uh, yeah. was Shake and Bake with, uh, with Courtney and uh, Lyle had uh, Richard Freeman on. And uh, I, don't, I don't know the man, but I he's raw and ha as it is. And uh, what he had to say on the rules and the tech department and everything else was a credit to him. I'll say that much. Well, in my, so... opinion, in my opinion, from the other side of the earth, uh, a lot of other people have taken the situation and blown it out of proportion and not put it in perspective and he really has okay so As i watched the person that, interview. that was probably more affected by it than anyone else i watched that interview and hmm. i thought uh, courtney and lyle asked the questions that they had to ask they could have asked some yeah. more but they they i thought they did a good job and hmm. they asked the questions that they had to ask and 
Uh, Lyle, I believe, was like, do you think that the tech department of the NHRA is pulling these people for their involvement in the pro race? No. Uh, you know, Richard basically knocked down all of the conspiracy nonsense and, and just straightforward, which I thought was really good. Uh, and, you know, if anybody like see, he's the thing about Richard Freeman is he's not dumb. You know, he's a character. He's, uh, you know, maybe crass. He's gruff. Uh, you know, he's definitely, you know, he loves, loves curse. It's fun. He's a fun character. He's interesting. You can see why he's got a magnetic personality and people want to be around. That was a great interview. Like, it doesn't matter that the, he's, you know, he doesn't even care about his being on camera. He doesn't care about any of that, but I found it to be a little more interesting. Um, they basically owned up to orchestrating the results of races to benefit Erica. I, that that's what I felt like I heard. Did you hear that Matt in Australia? Well, yeah, but I think he said that in a different interview uh, the year before when I can't remember who was racing who, but someone pushed the clutch in. Well, Troy Coffin pushed the clutch in uh, yeah. the year before, but they said that, you know, Oh, we didn't do that at that time. Well, uh, I heard an interview with him that he said, he basically said, hell yeah. Well, and, and that's fine. But it was reaffirmed once hmm. again. It was reaffirmed, right? Which, uh, but okay. The, the whole I think it's just point. like F1, Joe. I think you're better off just coming out and saying you're doing it. Because it goes back to however long ago it was. Five, ten years ago when F1, you, there wasn't allowed to be team orders. But <laughs> there was team orders. Right. And... Now F1's adopted. We understand there's team orders and and uh, Lewis can say I'm passing. And uh, what's his name has to get out of the way. Yes. So that's terrible. George. And, George. And I... <laughs> Good George. Get out of the way. <laughs> but at the same time, I don't think it's known by the masses, number one. I think that's kind of an insider thing. Uh, and number two, if that's how one team will play, don't the other teams all have to start playing that way? Don't they have to? Aren't they obligated to if they want to compete? Yeah. I think they will if necessary. Yeah, and I think they'd be lying if they didn't. What is it? Six championships in the last however many years? Like, isn't it necessary? I think a lot of them would start losing their sponsors too, because a lot of them have different sponsors on the same on team cars, different sponsors on. And uh, I think a lot of them would get tired of why don't you let ours win and just start? We're going to go somewhere else. I would think. I wouldn't hang around. Is well, and that's and that's the discussion that I think needs is is next needs to happen. None of it really matters, right? In the end, it's just drag racing, and we we're watching it because it's fun. But in the two polar KB Titan Elite Motorsports universe, and uh, and a, a great quote, Richard said that none of this would be happening without Erica. This is all happening because of Erica. And, you know, to her credit, the success has, you know, like a snowball rolling down the hill. It's, you know, it's, it's gotten bigger and, and, and more energy. But 
what are you going to do if if you're one of those people are you going to are you ever going to win like can you win can you win we we don't know and if you're the competition if you're kb titan you're greg or you're camry or you know whoever you are it's really hard to beat a team like that who are all aligned up with a plan that's if you know say nothing else like it's not illegal and it's drag racing and they got a plan and they got a system and they're executing it and they got six world championships and next year they're going after another one and they you know what their plan is how are you going to stop it like these philadelphia eagles with that uh tush push thing that they do like okay how are you going to stop this well you can't stop it there's no way to stop we can't stop it they're going to get a yard like they're always going to get a yard that's it how do you stop it what do you do and i think that's the next question do you just let it play out and when they eventually decide that they're done with this then they'll you know would it be nine championships 10 championships 11 championships what where does this road go that's just what i'm wondering you know you're mad no answer for that one you're mad hartford you're a single car they you know they there were some points left on the table without a doubt there were points left on the table you got to be perfect you got to go win races that i guess that's the only way you got to win races because you're going to run them late in the rounds i don't know it's going to be interesting to track to see to follow that story because uh you know you got a two two poles kb titan and you got elite that's why it would be so great if the mcgahays could get going and start building some power and bring on some customers to kind of like shift things pro stock is ripe for a third option but who would that be who knows who knows well they got they're running the full uh full season next year too joe right yes so is that going to uh is that going to strengthen or weaken strengthen some weaken others yeah. And I know Hartford doesn't want to uh, do the 20 races, but that really damages his chances of winning a championship. If you want to win a championship, you have to run all the races because mm. that's your only hope of finishing in the top three or four in the points. And, uh, you know, Erica came from pretty, you know, not, not that far down in the points. Where did she start? Third, fourth, third. Yeah. That's the, that's the point. You miss races, you could you you know be tenth in the points, eighth in the points, best at best. Yeah. And you've got to get into the top ten organically because all of a sudden you don't get the, uh, what's it? The losers uh, trophy. The appreciation award. The appreciation award. <laughs> Fan participate. The participation award. The participation, participation award. Sorry. Participation trophy. So. You're not running for a championship anymore. If you're doing part-time, if you're only doing 18 races, 16 races, 15 races. And so now Hartford's got to go to a couple more races. He's got to go to, you know, you got to go to 20. But we'll see. It's just have to come up. Just got to find another 200,000, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's a lot of Volkswagen parts. Well, it is. It is that's a, our great that's friends. A at piston, that's a lot of piston rings, Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> piston rings, Volkswagen parts, CIP one, everybody that's on board. But at the same time, 
you know, Getrix is on board uh, this season and, and we'll see what happens in the future. But it's just a, a, a dynamic. If you're receiving the check, those races are great. If you're stroking the check, those races are not great. It's, just, it's you know, that's what we're doing. Now, what do I think? I love the fact that Pro Stock is going to be at every race next year. Pro Stock is a premier category. It's one of the big three premier categories. The, when Pro Stock is not at the race, I notice it. I feel it. The characters aren't there. It's a different vibe. It's a different atmosphere. And so I like the idea that Pro Stock is going to be at all the races. And I think, you know, in professional motorsports, you got to find a way to get sponsored, to get that money. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Some people can't take time away from the business. That's the deal with these pro mod guys. They're all independently wealthy uh, business owners that have to run their businesses. And so, you know, being away 20 weeks and it's not just one day, you know, you're, you're getting in at very latest Friday morning and trying to get back out Sunday night. Like that's a big, uh, and then straight to work. Anyway, going to be very interesting. Uh, we'll talk about it a little bit with Reinhardt tomorrow. I thought about, you know, like that's the thing. All worthwhile discussion. And Richard, the way he laid it out there, leaves nothing to question. No question. And it is what it is. I'll, 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 controversially, Joe, and I don't know, this is not a question for you to answer, but just me on the other side of the world again. I really think if the likes of a Richard or whatever team owner or driver is affected and somebody from the NHRA, uh, I don't know if it's a Lonnie Grimm or it's somebody above him or a PR person, explains exactly what, what the technical infringement was and they put it to bed there and then, I think would be something positive moving forward for 2024 because as we've just discussed right now it's got to however many weeks it's been since since uh erica and all them got uh, disqualified and there's richard saying yep cop it on the chin that's exactly what went wrong and i own it yet there's been weeks if not months of commentary about uh, NHRA conspiracy theories and what, whatever else. And I, I think you, you know, you see that in, in, in ball sports, they get on and they just, the, the governing body says, well, this is how it is. And this is what's happened. There's no, there's no rumor mill or there's no interpretation uh, because there was a lot of other commentators uh, that, that had lots of other very different stories in the story that, uh, that Lonnie Grimm painted at uh, at SEMA with his interview with Loans and the interview that Richard had on Shake and Bake well, were, were very, like they were, they were almost on par with each other, yet all the other BS that went on for weeks, if not months, just unnecessary negative publicity, in my opinion. The same as what whatever happened to Mike Salinas's car with the weight in the car, weight gate, as we called it, right at the start of the season. Right. It just they just need to own it, and nip it in the butt, and and stop the rumor and scuttlebug. In my opinion, because every other major sport I know down here, I know they do in America, but 
all your NFL and, and everything else, they just, this is the penalty. This is what the team's done. Moving right along. Well, You've I'm, got X amount of time to protest it. I'm not against that. Hmm. I think, I think that's, um, you know, part of the growing pains of becoming a bigger, more relevant sport in a very fast moving media environment where all of a sudden there are at least 10 or more people coming on an air and giving their opinions. Now, whether they're right or they're wrong, like nature abhors a vacuum and people are going on and they're going to talk drag racing and do they have the information they don't have the information is the information out there what information is out there well it's not out there it's not out there yet so are they going to sit quietly and responsibly wait for maybe when the information comes no nature abhors a vacuum which means they're going to fill it with whatever they want to be true or whatever they think is true and that's it's happening all over the country in sports talk radio and we actually like it it's it's better that people are talking about the sport than not talking about the sport. You got to talk about the sport and there's got to be things. But the unfortunate thing is that people always assume the worst and the most uh, negative of all possible outcomes. And so uh, certainly in this case, but all of those people who said all of those things that you're referencing, and I don't know all of them, but they turned out to be wrong. Richard mm. acknowledged the penalty and admitted it. And then you have to ask, you know, people say they were cheating. I went got went back and forth with Hartford about the cheating. Is it cheating? He's like, ah, Hartford, it's not cheating. It's not a performance advantage. He goes, my car has got more chance of not starting than theirs does because they're bypassing the safety system. And I'm not. That's an advantage that they have that I don't have. Cheating. And so, you know, what? how serious you want to take it? It's real easy to admit it after the fact that the season is over and you got the championship. And he said just as much. And you've got to admit, no, like, man, look at that guy. Very Machiavellian. Mm -hmm. The ends justify the means. We won the championship. We bypassed the safety switch. We figured out the problems. We're the champions. And now you can suck it. <laughs> and that's it. And nobody has got anything. And if anybody says anything to the contrary, they're a sore loser. And so nobody is. Everyone's just like, now's not the time for that. They won and they did win. And that's yep. that. I don't know. I think that um people should like should be accountable for what they say. Like they're not going to be accountable, but like if someone said the NHRA is doing this and it's undeserved and it's wrong, and they're doing the wrong thing because they are bad people. And then Richard Freeman comes on and says, no, I did it. And it was, uh, yeah, we, they were, they were right. We deserved it. You know, should people go on the air and say, Hey, I said all that stuff and I'm sorry, I was wrong. I think that's a little too much to expect. Nobody does that. That doesn't happen. No, doesn't happen. But Hey, it's a technical sport and things are changing. And that's, that's one of the deals. Like once you have the trophy, You've won it. What else matters? What else matters? If look at the Houston Astros. Okay. They 
uh, you know, did they cheat? Like Geo, did they cheat the Houston Astros? What's what's the modern like 2023 understanding of that thing that happened? Cheated. Did they cheat? <laughs> yeah. What how is how do we know that though? Because they were using e electronic video surveillance that was not allowed in order to see, you know, to track the pictures and they were relaying it to the batters. Does electronically does their fan base, you know, do they have a flag in their stadium that says World Series champion? What it was 2017, right? That was the year that they cheated. Okay. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, okay, they, they most certainly do. They have a banner, and they, they are the. They, so, what difference does that make? No, well, in the reality of it, there is no difference. They're they're called cheaters. They were not. Uh, their championship was not vacated or taken away. They, uh, you know, they had to, they fired their, you know, a whole bunch of uh, execs in front office and paid a fine and yada, yada. People got scapegoated, but their, their fans are, are winners. They're world champions. We want it. We want it. doesn't matter how we did. We want it. We didn't get caught. We didn't get punished. We, well, no, uh, they did get caught and they did get punished, but I mean, nothing. They didn't lose. Nobody, you know, so they the, end, it, titles. the ends justified the means. I've got two relatives that are diehard fans and you're not going to say that they cheated without getting some kind of response. And we still have the championship. We don't care. Well, okay. Well, at least they admit that. Like, at least they're not saying like, well, we didn't cheat. Uh, we're actually, well, they'll, they'll say they didn't cheat, but I'm, I improvised there. Basically with a perfect to them, they didn't cheat. They won the championship. They, they did what, what they, they had wanted. to do. They did what they had to do. They got what they wanted. They did what they had to do. They got what they wanted. And that's, you know, that's that's a big question. There are people who respect people who want it so bad that they'll do whatever it takes. There are people who respect that. And then there are people who play by the rules that are, you know, set forth. And they, uh, you know, this is where discussions and arguments about integrity come in and all of that. I'm not going there. You do what you got to do. And uh, so Lyle said, you know, and I've said it. I'm not going to beat myself for the championship. Joe Costello and Geo Racing, J&G Racing, make it to the final round of the finals. And if Joe wins, he's world champion and the team is world champion. But if Geo wins, we're not. Well, and, and it's going to cost our business <laughs> a, a million dollars. And it's going to cost us like, what's the question? What are we talking about? Yeah. Well, yeah, you, but should, you'll have your, should he be confident, Gio? <laughs> yeah. Should he be confident he's going to win the race? Yeah, no, I'll be confident. Giovanni will come with a broken foot if he has to. <laughs> anyway. This is and where we need Troy here. Yeah. Well, it just, <laughs> It's just uh, it's just an interesting conversation that is going well, and I think I think your point about NHRA and their relaying of vital information and getting it to the public in a clear, concise and quicker way, or at very least a defined way, like NASCAR's got their Tuesday deal. Maybe Monday, you don't know what it is, but you know you're going to know on Tuesday. And if Wednesday mm -hmm. comes and you don't know, then nothing happened. I think that's that's the direction they need to go.
And I think that yeah. Lonnie and everybody knows that based on the experience they had this year. I know in supercars, Joey, like if there's an infraction, you know about it within an hour of the race finishing. And it's explained. We, we had it in the first round of supercars this year with the, with the brand new cars, the generation three cars and uh, good old SVG first, first race of the car uh, was eight seconds in front of the rest of the field. And controversially they got him on the i think it was the placement of some water cooler inside the car wasn't in the mandatory position for his for his cool suit or something like that it was some stupid stupid rule a technicality technicality and uh he the race got pulled off him he got x amount of uh places uh put back in the race and yeah there was but to their credit they said this is what happened and it was straight away that wasn't the next day it wasn't three days later of rumor and scuttlebug it was that that afternoon the tech team had found the problem uh, the team was made aware there was discussions had and the ruling was made and it was done it was put out to the press it was yeah what there was on television there's only one winner in our sport. There's four like that's, you know, there's a lot of elements that, uh, you know, that, that come into play, uh, Sunday afternoon, the car's gone down the track. Everybody is, uh, you know, I don't want to say, and they want to get the hell out of there, but they do. And now you got four winners in each category and you're going to fully tech them. Like, I don't think that's how it works. Um, uh, no, no, I don't mean tech them, Joe. Like I mean, is if, so if the infringement, like the the elite infringement, happened and it happened during qualifying or whatever it was, as soon as as soon as possible, it that needs to be done and dusted. There, there was talk about I didn't really hear what they said about it, but what happened with Clay, and three days later he gets a he gets a penalty. Right. That to me that doesn't make sense. Well, I, I think what they would, and this is a good, uh, I'll, I'll get Lonnie on, and I know he likes to talk about this stuff. I think they like to study the situation and make sure they get it right. Like, what was that? Well, it was uh, ballast. What well, was a bag of uh, shot or something? And it ended up on mm. the track, as as Reinhardt has explained it. And, you know, and if it's on the track, then it's definitely not mounted properly. Because if it was mounted properly, sure. it would not be on the track. And it's as simple as that. But why did it take three days? Like, what? What's, it, it's like, oh, well, nobody cares about that. We'll handle that when we get back to the office and figure out what's what and what kind of penalty we need to uh, do. Um, you know, I think that's a matter of opinion of whether or whether or not that's vital. That Which is why setting a deadline, uh, like NASCAR does, uh, you'll know by this time. Or that means if that time goes by, nothing happened. But um, I don't know what Clay said. You know, I know he addressed it on his uh, show. Um, people have suggested that it was personal. Like, again, people just make stuff up. And most of mm -hmm. it is not not true. They are in their own moment just kind of saying stuff. Uh, but in the end, like, you know, if you say something like that and then you find out that it's not true. 
Well, there's some irony there, Joe. It's like you said, it's to fill the vacuum, and that's why we started the show talking about vacuums. That's right. Way to bring it all together. And now uh, it's time to tell uh, right before sports collision. Right before sports collision, Giovanni is warming up because we got to talk about, uh, you know, Alabama and Auburn. But I want to mention the people who make it possible for me to go WFO, like Foggett. Now, Amazon Choice. That's right. Go to Amazon, type in F-O-G-G-I-T. Amazon Choice. You can order all the Foggett you want from Amazon. Gary Stinnett says it's like really taking off and they're doing a great job and they're finding all these different uses for it. For instance, we've got a dually and I noticed some rust and I was like, oh my gosh. So I started pulling the weather stripping off and it turned out like the little metal, uh, like, like it's like a fin that the weather stripping clamps onto. There was rust and it was rusting like crazy. And I was like, oh my gosh, what do I do here? And so I got in there. I, I don't have time to do a major repair. And I want to get this rust off. So I get the rust off and I take a screwdriver and I kind of scrape the rust off and I take a little uh, like a br little wire brush. And what can I do to stop this rust to just hinder it? Shh, sprayed it with some Foggit, put the weather stripping back on and I'll address it in a week. Just in the moment. I had a rust problem, a corrosion problem. And I just whomped it with a little Foggit. And now I'm good for a little while. Just having a can around is a good deal. Go to Amazon.com. You can get it as a wonderful gift. Hey, Merry Christmas to you. Have some fog it. Phillips Connect. Smart trailer technology. These guys doing a great job out there on the highways and byways. Kind of a bigger deal. You don't get it as a gift. But if you have a transportation company, if you have multiple trucks on the road, PhillipsConnect.com. Reach out to me, Joe, at WFORadio.com. It's amazing what they are doing. FTI Performance Transmissions and Torque Converters. Power Glides. Dot 90, big money brackets. They do it all. Promod, top sportsman, top dragster. I'm going to be bringing my transmissions to FTI real soon. Get that 180 straight cut gear, 3,200-pound car, maybe making 700 horsepower. It's going to need it. FTIPerformance.com. And, oh, yes, they will be at PRI, as will Total Seal Piston Rings, the leader in ring seal technology. If you're going to the PRI trade show, they will be in their traditional location. Come see us. Because I will be in the booth for a uh, fair amount of time. We'll be recording episodes of Hidden Horsepower. Come on out and spend a little time with us at the PRI Trade Show. We'll be doing a new episode of Hidden Horsepower. Prior to that, just to get everybody super psyched, TotalSeal.com. They're going to be making some big announcements about some new technology that they're going to be dropping on everybody. TotalSeal.com. Bernie Speed Shop. Josh Hart been very active on the social media. Bernie's.com. They're looking for inventory, guys. Like maybe you want to buy a car, but maybe you want to sell a car. And you're trying to figure out like where's the best place to sell it. And uh, I was looking at dad's GTO yesterday and I'm thinking maybe we need to send that to Josh Hart and have him sell it. This is just about 18,000 miles. 2006 got 17,900 miles. It's like brand new Pontiac GTO. These things are like much sought after. And there's countless other styles of cars. Go check Bernie's.com and look at their inventory. It's amazing. All the different cars they have. They've got expensive cars. They've got inexpensive cars. But uh, classics, nonetheless, Bernie's.com. Plus, Frank Hawley's Drag Racing School, Marvin Rodak, of course, and uh, our great friends at Sam Tech, and even Torque Calibration Services of Australia. How about that, Mike Clark? How about it? What can I say, Joe? Thank you. What can you say? Yeah. Well, you know, I don't think we've ever Thank sent you, you any business at all. No business, but we're, you, the name is known. 
that's you know like i don't know maybe we have sent you some business down there in australia who knows maybe, maybe luke the miller maybe is, it's the buyer's journey we're make we're on the awareness phase of the buyer's journey and now it is time for sports collision giovanni take it away all right Woo. where would you like to begin our knocks baby crazy thanksgiving week of sports action hard knocks is that what you said yeah that's what i said last week did the show did not connect that hard knocks was starting because you were not on the show last week you may recall it was me oh, it was right. Stu, it was matt it was bobby we had a great time but i did not mention that the miami dolphins were the hard knocks uh mid-season show and then Tuesday, the next day, I watched it and I thought, oh, my gosh, this is the best thing ever. If you're a Dolphin fan or not a Dolphin fan, but as a Dolphin fan, I thought it was great. You get to see Tua. You get to see Tyreek. You get to hear about these guys that we're talking about all the time. Here they are. They're, you know, their personalities and so current, right? Like they just had a game and now they're talking about the game. Really great stuff. Whereas the preseason version Ah, who cares? You know, the fourth string guy that, you know, he's a carpenter and he, he lost part of his thumb and, and, you know, he gets cut and it's sad. That's not what we care about. We care about the game, man. And this late season edition right. is about the game. Well, it most definitely was entertaining. And uh, this every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. on the Eastern time zone, you will get a new episode. And after that, available for streaming at your leisure. And so, yes, your Miami Dolphins are the midseason team being featured. And it was definitely very entertaining. Coach Mike is uh, quite a character. Very funny guy. Is very he the guy? Oh, oh, no, you're talking. I, I want to know who the guy is that says an ass whooping is the universal language. That you can oh, go off yeah, to a far off country. You can, don't he's an defensive coach. you can go off to a far off country and you see someone getting their ass whipped. You know exactly what's happening. You don't need to know the language. It's the universal language. Ass whooping. It's like no, oh no translator needed for that, huh? He was a character. <laughs> he was. No, well, we'll yeah. see. You know, like I said, uh, every uh, new episode every Tuesday, I believe there'll probably be what four, four or six. I don't even remember at this point. We're going all the way, baby. I'm just telling you right now. The Miami Dolphins are the team this oh, year. I don't this know, man. It. They had a big injury this week after that great victory. That Jay, you know, the MetLife Fields claims another victim. What's Jane up, Philip? Out for the season with a with the same as Aaron Rodgers ruptured Achilles. Yeah, it's horrible. It's very sad, but. Uh, Quality teams can survive one person going down. But yeah, man. So the Dolphins are on hard knocks. They were on the first ever NFL Black Friday football game, which occurred on Friday afternoon at 3 p.m. As Amazon paid a gazillion dollars to broadcast. And actually, there, there it wasn't a gazillion. The appropriate number, I believe, is a billion dollars. And uh, of which 100 million was specifically to be able to play this game on Black Friday. And uh, they bombarded us with ads and QR codes. And we got the Dolphins versus the Jets. And in a great football game that was kind of a little bit on the boring side with not a lot of scoring. It was 10-0 with a minute to go right before the half. The Dolphins, Tua throws a pick six. And a 10-0 yeah. game turns into a 10-6 game with 50 seconds to go. And all of a sudden, with two, what, the Jets decide. They got a ball, the ball back, and the Jets decide with two seconds to go that they're going to throw a Hail Mary, and it turns into a Fail Mary, and the Dolphins return it back 99 yards for a play that we have never seen before. I don't think we've ever seen a Hail Mary be returned on, for a touchdown. J-E-T-S, sucks, sucks, sucks. 
I don't there think you go. understand. I know we've well, got a worldwide. Got, once again, the laughing stock of the nation. That play yes. was played all over the news. Humiliated. A yeah. humiliation. A humiliation. People don't understand. Those of you, Matt, for instance, this on is Australia. like worse than the putt fumble. This is a tremendous <laughs> rivalry. The Dolphins and the Jets. There is, uh, you know, there is hatred. It's a, you go to one of the games, there are lots of uh, actual fist fights. It's terrible. Nobody <laughs> wants that to happen, but it does happen. And uh, yes, this was a public humiliation of the Jets that. Uh, In New York, on the, Thanksgiving Day weekend, on the day after Thanksgiving. And even Vlad, Sports Radio Vlad, said that this took over from the butt fumble as the most humiliating moment. I mean, it really is. Yeah, fail Mary. I think play made the, I should text the just Nashley. You know, I should have texted just Nashley. I'll do that tomorrow. Fail Mary. Yep. Yeah, yeah. How about those Jets? So that was that was the, the the Miami Dolphin news, and not only that, but the Miami Dolphins are in first place in their division, and uh, tied with, along with uh, a few other teams, like Kansas City. The well, not the Ravens, because the Ravens uh, have played an extra game, but they're tied with Kansas City and Jacksonville at eight and three atop of each of their divisions. So. Uh, if you, the next three weeks are uh, looking very positive as the Dolphins have uh, easy opponents. But then the final three weeks is a gauntlet of, uh, I believe it's, what was it? Uh, we discussed uh, Dallas, Ravens, Bills. Dallas, Baltimore, and the Bills. That is correct. Yep. We're going all the way, man. And well, there you have it. No people are going to be watching the whole thing. The and a big assist by Sue Morris's Eagles taking down the Bills to give the, the Dolphins a little the breathing. Eagles, man, they the just East. play close games. They're down. They just keep winning, though, somehow. This is one of those teams that... Uh, <laughs> I say Sue Morris, but Megan and Monica, like the whole fan base of this show, all of our Patreons are all Eagles fans. That was I was cheering for the Eagles like they were my team. Well, we definitely wanted to see them win as it gives the Dolphins a, a three-game lead in the, in the loss column over those... Buffalo Bills and uh, the Eagles. They, all they do is win. They're now uh, nine and one, nine and one. All they do is win. They're in a battle every week in a close game. Just when you think it's over, nope, they find a way to pull it out. They got their their they got their uh, their little play there. The the tush push, the yeah. Philly push, or whatever you want to call it, the rugby play. What's up with that, Matt? Do you know about that? Unstoppable. No, I haven't seen it, but. They've got an Aussie playing for the Eagles, haven't they? What's his name? Probably the punter, I'm guessing. Jordan. Is it Jordan someone? Well, maybe Mailata. Yeah, that's Mailata, yeah. Mailata. Thank you, Megan. Megan jumping in right there. Jordan Mailata, he probably taught them the rugby play. You should know about it. Probably did. He was a beast when he played rugby league over here. They can get a yard whenever they need it. Whenever they need it, the brotherly shove. That's better yeah. than the butt push. The <laughs> shove is a much better. Let me name call it the. Uh, we could call it the Aussie crawl. They can get one yard every single time. It's yep. a guaranteed yard, and you're third and one. Well, or it's, uh, it's, it hasn't worked a hundred percent of the time, but it is in the ninety plus percent. It has failed before. Okay, there has been they, they actually, yeah, they, they've been stopped, but they, they, it, it's it's almost unstoppable. Okay, well, nothing's perfect, right? But it's if you say know. it's above ninety percent success, your third and one, fourth yes, and one in the NFL. 
That's pretty good. Percent, but uh, yep. So they got this play, the butt. Indeed, grab. it is. No, it's a dude. It's a pretty much unstoppable. Anytime they got a, you know, even one or two yards, they can keep going. They can do it. Yeah. All right. Keep going. Sports collision. But uh, yeah, so NFL action and another great week. You know, the Thanksgiving game, Detroit turned out to be a little bit of a fraud there. They're not quite ready for prime time. They got beat up by Green Bay. But why is anybody surprised? Detroit always gets beat up by Green Bay on Thanksgiving. It, you know, even though Aaron Rodgers is no longer there. And uh, the Cowboys always whoop the Indians. Is that, you know, same thing. And then, then in the night game, San Francisco whooped up on Seattle. A lot of NFL action yesterday. Uh, also, you know, that the huge game that we saw there with, between the Eagles and the Bills for battle of uh, teams. Well, I guess the Bills are, I don't know. Can we consider them an elite team anymore? They're like six and five now, man. You know, you are what you are. Man. They, they, they turn the ball over. And they're six and five. They're, that's it. The Dolphins are the AFC East champions. A little, a, a little, a little of the shine has come off Josh Allen a little bit. Well, he's a turnover machine, man. The guy's Allen, super talented, man. But you can't be problem. turning the ball over like that and expect to win. Not in this league. Yeah, how things have turned. They haven't turned around. Justin Herbert and uh, Josh Allen. Oh, no, no. Justin Herbert doesn't have a problem. Justin Herbert's got a coaching a coach problem, you know. Well, Over there, yeah, San okay. Diego or whatever they call themselves these days, but uh, yeah, yeah, there's no problems with Justin Herbert. That guy, you know, he's. he's well, I'm not saying he's 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 bad. I'm just saying that all of a sudden the conventional logic from a year and a half ago is not so conventional anymore. Well, it's not conventional. One guy is that you know, if you really think about it, he had, he's had some a couple of nice seasons, but his his problems are. We're all always been the same. He was a guy that was a little bit wild with uh, completions, you know, a little bit and, uh, you know, reckless with the ball. And here he is. Team sport, a lot going on, just like everything else. Like it's you, you see the. Yeah, no, but you can't be reckless with the ball at that position, man. It's just that simple. It really is. He, he's got to be able to, to like throw it away instead of trying to force it in there or instead of trying to get that extra yardage and, and fumble the ball. He's got to go down, you know, it's just. It, it's, it's who are you talking about josh allen or whatever his name okay is. well but but you know he's been in the league Correct. several years like why doesn't he know that like why doesn't he already know that oh no because that's the way he plays and that's what i'm saying that the, the reality is that, that that's who he's always been and he was able to to, to keep it under wrap for a couple of years seasons that he had pretty outstanding years but even in those years, he, you know, if you really think about it, that's who he is. It's just he's a fumble machine, man, and he's a turnover machine, and it's it's a problem for the Bills. Wow. I think the window has closed. You heard it here. Wow, the window has closed, Buffalo that's fans. It. Buffalo wow. will not be winning a championship as the president Buffalo... constructed. <laughs> <laughs> it, there it is. Same old hour, Bills. An hour and fifteen minutes into the show, Giovanni <laughs> shovels dirt onto the Bills season. There it is. <laughs> dirt on the Bills. Brad the Booger Belmonte is rolling in his grave somewhere. The Buffalo uh, Bills spy report. All right, keep going. How about that bottom of futility between the Giants and the Pats, man? That Dude, is, Tommy Cutlets, baby. Matchup. Let's talk Tommy Cutlets. This guy is Tommy, a sensation. How about Tommy? That's Tommy Cutlets. Okay, so I don't want to say that we, we did not break the story about Tommy DeVito. We made a big deal about Tommy DeVito. I came on here and made a huge deal about Danny DeVito. We were Tommy DeVito. That's what I said. Tommy Cutlets. 
and now <laughs> it has taken over. Uh, this guy, I don't, you know, he's not always he's, ahead of the curve. Uh, so his Tommy DeVito's nickname is now Tommy Cutlets because he said something that his mom makes him a chicken parm sandwich at home, something like that. And all I can tell you is that Italian Americans all over the Northeast have a hero. And his parents were at the game this weekend. It played 250 other people, yes. and they won. They had a whole section, yes. He had a whole section. Tommy <laughs> DeVito, man, you heard it here on WFO Sports Collision. That this guy is the next uh, folk hero of the uh, Italian American heritage. They love this guy. Yeah, it's pretty crazy to see how it's just getting legs. And, you know, I thought about playing the Pesci cuts, but everybody, I'm sure, did that in the first minute. It's more about yeah, tracking the story. Tracking the story. Tommy Cutlets. So the G-Men, they got a hero, and they won. This guy's winning games. I mean, you know, if you could call it winning. They got the W. Tommy DeVito, he's a winner. He's a leader. He's leading this team out of the... Whatever. Let's not go too yeah. far. Let's not get carried away here. This guy wins a couple more games. Like, yeah, well, he's like, going to uh, have his chance. So we'll see. Paulie the White Guy says he doesn't even have to be good. He has to just be okay. If he's okay, then he'll have uh, you know millions behind him. Cheering him on. Tommy Cutlets. <laughs> yeah. All right, what else? He will. What else? That's it. Uh, you know, another great NFL week coming up. Uh, college football. It was uh, last week of the regular season. Conference championships are coming up. There were some great games. I don't know if you caught the end of there. You mentioned earlier there, Alabama yes. and Auburn. Alabama. Yes. Unbelievable. Nick Staden somehow comes, gets a rabbit's foot pulled out of his arse. On fourth and goal from like the 37 yard line or the 31 yard line or something, they go back and the quarterback getting chased around. He's running left. He's obviously a right handed quarterback. He has to stop, you know, set his feet and throws a bomb in the corner of the end zone. And the guy catches it. He freaking freaking catches it, man. Unbelievable. Alabama gets the win. But uh, if you had Auburn happen? plus the 13 and a half, you, my friend, were cashing a ticket. <laughs> if you're uh, yeah but how does that happen how do they like that let that happen I, I, I look it's just i don't know it's it is what it is man that's why they play the game man. that guy it's i feel like i i feel bad for that guy though because you know he's going to remember that for the rest of his life like that is a permanent scar on his psyche that that happened over the top of him yeah and that's what you, when you're the man in the arena, you step in the and arena, I you risk, you risk that, you, which is why, you know, like Gio and I prefer to not <laughs> risk that. <laughs> hey, if you never play, you don't have to worry about that happening to you. But that guy forever, forever <laughs> is the guy who got, uh, you know, beaten for a touchdown in the last second of the game on fourth and freaking yeah, that was a crazy game. And then uh, also the another huge game was the Ohio State Michigan, and then another cheating scandal. There you go. You could have referenced that cheating <laughs> scandal. Talking about cheating, but Michigan and their coach and they beat Ohio State, snug out a victory there, thirty to twenty four. So I'm kind of and, out of uh, the loop on that one. Harbaugh using yeah, they're stealing signs. They had some guy stealing signs. They're going to. Scout in person. I don't know some sort of illegal activities. Where you know that one really didn't 
get mainstream. Oh, well, I mean, I, I get a mainstream one, like on, on on the CNN news or something. But yeah, it's, that one, well, that's the other ones did get mainstream sports. coverage. Uh, maybe it has to do with the fact that you know, like, there's all kinds of other stuff going on. But I don't know. I felt like. Maybe the whole cheating thing has been normalized. Maybe people are just getting used to it, and it's not well, that no, big. Because also, I guess at some point, you know, they 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 fought it. They were going to sue, and they did. And then, you know, I guess the uh, the the university or the I, not the university, the conference, you know, show you know when they showed up, they showed the evidence, and Michigan was like, you know what, three game suspension doesn't sound like that bad. We'll take we'll take the <laughs> time served, and so it, it went away because they accepted the. No punishment, <laughs> right? <laughs> exchange, you know, right? It was one of those where we're, we're gonna fight this all the way, and we're, well, so we're here. Here's what we got. Oh, yeah. well, you know what? Three games sounds great, man. We're just gonna ride that out and take the punishment, and you know, you guys are dropping the rest of the investigation, right? Yeah, all right, we're fine with that. <laughs> see, it's, so it, it's, it's rampant in all sports, man. It's it's now the you know the again the the ends justify the means. Like, well, uh, in that well, case, I don't think so. Here, you know what? That segues back to something that I wanted to discuss. It happened a couple of weeks ago, but I believe it was a week. May not have had a show or a week. I wasn't here. I, I don't even know at this point. But I want to give a great big like shout out to the Texas A and M Twelfth Man Foundation. All right. What kind of a booster club are you guys running over there? Oh my goodness. You guys have flown shown the, the the flex of the power of the ability of writing a hundred and sixty million dollar check, presenting it at halftime of a football game, giving the finger to Jimbo Fisher and firing him after the game. I, I telling him, you know what? You take your $78 million and get the hell out of here. We don't want to see your face around here no more. Unfreaking real, man. If the UM could have a booster club like that, then you know what, man? That would I would be a much happier, much, much happier fan. But it is unbelievable that they decided that they were like, what do we got to do to get rid of Jim? Like, well, you know, we owe this guy $78 million. We can't just pay him to go away. Well, why not? Because we don't have $78 million. Oh, well, hang on tight. Get, give us a presentation at halftime and we'll let you know. And these guys showed up with one of those big giant freaking checks for $160 million. And they fired Jimbo after the game, dude. I, I, that is a ballsy, badass boss move right there. All right. Screw you. Take your money. Now, mind you, I would love to be insulted with the kind of job that you stuck so bad at your job and everybody hates you so bad that they're going to pay you $9 million for the next nine years to go away. Yeah. How do I get that? Sorry, let me, you know, understand that this man, $78 million left on his contract will be paid because they're not terminating him for cause. They're terminating him because he sucks and they don't want him around no more. I mean, think about that. Give me that $78 million because you suck at your job and we don't want to see your face around here no more. Yeah, I just thought that part of it was whole... walking around there. You know, you know what? Well, what are they going to do? Fire me? Uh, yeah, that's exactly what they did, dude. Unreal, man. What? Way to go. 12th Man Foundation, man. You yeah, who, 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 who wins that one, though? I like, I got to say, I think uh, the guy, you know, he's getting $9 million a year for 10 years. Is feeling pretty good about his uh, deal. You know, I didn't really like football that much anyway. <laughs> well, look, again, you know, but I mean, it, it just, you know, it, it, it's a bit absurd and we never really got, you know, to discuss it much, but wow, man, 
How yeah. about that? No, that, it's, that's amazing. Biomes, I wonder huh? if he's interested in uh, sponsoring, uh, you know, pro stock car. Oh, yeah. uh, I assume that the next guy's on pins and needles. He happens can get a good contract before he gets run off if well, he can't do anything with a team. Yeah, I want you the know, deal that he got. How much should be asking the board? Deal the board of governors over there like why are they giving 10 million dollars you know 10 year 95 million dollar contracts out that, that should be the real question yeah. you know because you know you're going to fire the football coach and if that's the case then you should have a, a you know a nice a buyout you know like not a full you know pay the rest of the contract on a buyout if we fire you because you suck well apparently it was pretty good because they backed him up <laughs> yeah yeah crazy all right is that it sports collision um yeah i think that's all i had nba all going right. on those you know that those new tournament that in season tournament that they play on tuesdays and fridays is going on if that interests you they you could tell when it's on because there's a special court you know you you can tell as soon as you see the court it's kind of a little bit atrocious anyway yeah i don't like that i don't, I don't I know i think that's the body i, I, don't I can't know if I, need, I need that Oh, uh, here I was going back to the motorsports. NASCAR is Champions Weekend it, week or whatever it is in Nashville, and next week at, over the weekend, I think I'm not sure if it's Saturday or Sunday, it'll be the awards banquet on Peacock. So, I very nice. So, yeah, I think so that's it unveils I Camry XSE race car for 2024. It looks pretty cool. You know, very interesting. Oh, what a feeling! Toyota. Well, excellent. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Uh, Dragster Jeff had mentioned that Clay had appealed the penalty, which, you know, we'll see where that goes. Um, probably considerable money, 78 points. We'd have to see what uh, it is. Um, so let's start doing some final thoughts as we uh, begin to wind down. I, I did want to say, I know Monica is out there. I reached out to Monica on Twitter. Thank you, Monica, for doing such a great job of promoting the fact that WFO gear is on sale 40% off. Last couple of hours, uh, which, you know, Hopefully everybody knows I pushed it out there pretty hard uh, today, but I reached out to Monica because there's this new show on Apple TV about, I don't even know what the name is, but it's Monarch. It's uh, it has to do with all the King of the Monsters, Godzilla, King Kong, those movies that have been coming out since 2014. If you're into Godzilla, as I know, Monica is big into Godzilla. And so am I. Um, this is a, like an episodic show like 10 episodes where they're kind of tracking this whole uh deal that's happening in and around the movies just like they do with the avengers and all of that stuff they're making a show about it but i kind of feel like it works better it works better in a show than it does in a movie because you know they'll give you some background and then this monster will come out and be like oh my god what is that it's called monarch legacy of monsters thank you monica they drop three episodes and then the new episode comes out each week. They give you three and then you got to watch them. Uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty cool. Like there's good effects. And if you're into Godzilla and King Kong and all those giant monster stuff, then you're into it. If you're not into that stuff, then you're not going to like it because that's what it is. But uh, I'm all in on Godzilla. So there you go. Uh, Bobby Graham, let's get some words of wisdom. Well, I didn't have anything wrote down, but one thing comes to mind is Everybody's been busy lately. This is the time of year. It's it's a nice, calm part of the year where everybody settles settles down. The problem is, is be careful out on the road because when they settle down, they forgot all the rules of driving <laughs> and don't know where they're going. And their first rule is to get there first. So 
be careful out there on the roads because nobody's thinking. They're relaxed. They're not thinking of anything but just getting out on the road, and they're not watching for you. And also, everybody's been seeming to work and uh, lately getting projects done. I like that. But it's good to take a day off and just relax and enjoy yourself. So that my my words of wisdom for this holiday season. I like that. I like that. Yeah, you know, this weekend I did a lot. I'm I'm been operating at a high uh, intensity level since I got back, and uh, I'm accomplishing many things. And I love uh, accomplishing, and you know, trying to advance the ball with Project Pontiac is uh, is one thing, but um, you know, just helping out my parents and knocking down some projects for them and around here. And I put out the Christmas wreath and I put up a tree and I'm trying to get in the holiday spirit uh, before we go off to PRI next week. And uh, I would love to come back from PRI and be able to be in full on uh, Christmas mode, but um, great stuff. Great stuff, Bobby. What about uh, you, Matt in Australia? What's uh, you know, merge the Matt final thought and the uh, Australia okay. report. If there's anything going on. Well, I'll, I'll go the final thought before the Australia report, just a, Leverage off uh, Bobby there. I agree with everything you said, but they're not relaxed in the upside down. <laughs> they're going off like secondhand lawnmowers down here. Really? Everyone's gone. Oh, everyone goes cray cray heading into Christmas. Did you say cray cray? So, cray cray, crazy. Yeah. Oh, that's good. No, I I, yeah. I get. It. I know. I know. That's uh. Hmm. Well, here's a younger younger term there. Oh, so you do celebrate oh, Christmas. You do celebrate oh, Christmas down under, right? Oh my I'm God. just checking. Really? Well, I don't know. Maybe you know. It is theological. We uh, we are a, a very multi multicultural society, Geo. You guys but, aren't a bunch uh, of heathens down there. That's what I always it, understood. It's uh, yeah. Well, that's true. There's no doubt about that. It's funny that all the people of other religions that I know of really lean into Christmas, and then there's a lot of people that. Uh, feel sorry for them and say we shouldn't have Christmas. You know, the woke folk. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're offended. They're, they're offended on behalf of the other religions, even though the other religions aren't offended and lean well, into I, the so country the they live in and, and the primary religious beliefs. I don't believe that creature really exists. I think that's made it's up. all the holidays, man. It's I haven't encountered one of those people. That's why it's which people's is the people that are genuinely offended by Christmas. I mean, I know that's a news story and I've seen no, the news no, story I, and I've read the story, but I have never encountered one of those people in real life. That that's all. No, no, Joe, these are people that these are people that believe in Christmas, but they're offended on behalf of the people they think are offended by Christmas. Right. Yeah, I know. I know. I know that that's a story, but do you know what the, people? The, no, there's, as I said, I've got, I've got friends of all different religious backgrounds and they, they take Christmas as just a, another event that happens in this country and acknowledge it and enjoy time with friends and family. Of course. Like they leave the religion part of it out of it. Yeah. And uh, I'm not a, don't, I'm really. not a, I'm not an overly religious person myself, but you just enjoy the time, right? You enjoy the time with family and friends and take it for what it's worth. 100%. Yeah. See, so I, that's you a like story. Little, dear Lord, baby Jesus on the, on the nativity set. Do you uh, have a nativity scene at your house? 
He's shaking his head no, that, people. For audio owner, Matt is shaking his head no. He, that's shopping. I, I got a little Bethlehem mule in the backyard. How's See? that work? Bobby, you're okay. You're going in. You're going in, Matt. Not so A donkey. Much. Not a mule, a little donkey. Donkey, right. The three wives, man, and the whole thing, and you don't take down your your uh, nah, decorations until no, no, that's in January. That's something else. But that's Bobby's only got. Tuesday. That's when Bobby's you take only got his... one wise man at his place. <laughs> and he's the man. That's debatable. <laughs> I wasn't asking your wife. I was just telling you. Oh. My All right. Shouldn't talk about politics or religion, Joe. Well, Here we go. Christmas is kind uh, of wrapped in. We're talking Christmas because we're, you know. Christmas. Yes. The way I see so, it. So, yes, we do celebrate. It is the most wonderful time of the year. You get to get people things and people get you things and you get to have fun and you get to eat a lot, cookies and all kinds of things. It's uh, it's fantastic. And, we'll, you know, we'll slow down a little bit when we get close to the to the actual holiday. Have our big WFO holiday party, you know, like I do I call it a Christmas party? Oh, you why aren't you calling it a Christmas party? It's a holiday instead of a holiday party. What are you doing? Uh, you well, know, that's, a, that's the difference with with you guys. We don't call it happy holidays. We never say that. We always say happy Christmas. They say happy I even Christmas. had one of the shopping malls down what here. What about New Year's? You don't like New Year's? What's what's happy your New Year's? On New Year? You know, it's a holiday, a whole bunch of holidays in like a three week span. No, uh, we split them, we split them, mate. You split them up. You give uh, yeah. one its own due. So like we even had uh, one of the shopping malls here, one of the woke folk that was running it. Yeah. One of the managers decided to put up the Christmas tree and everything else and put their happy everything because he didn't want to offend anybody. Well, that's well, the, the, I think that's the public, backla the public bash backlash for that shopping mall. Uh, I think he's, uh, he's on seek.com. And now the sign says "Happy Christmas." Well, so you guys rejected it. Mary, you guys rejected it. See, look, yeah, it is self-correction. It's it said yeah, Mary, Mary. Said Mary everything. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. I think <laughs> that's uh, a mistake. And look, it gets self-corrected. Merry New Year. Merry New Year. Happy New Year. It's happy in this country. We say happy. Beaks. <laughs> Remember Beaks? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's dead. Won't be seeing him no more. That was a movie quote from the movie Trading Places, which is probably beef jerky. Uh, yeah, beef jerky time. Speaking of cultural appropriation, I don't think Eddie <laughs> Murphy should have been doing that. You, Jack, Jack, Jeff is on there saying woke folks as well. Oh man, see, I could have some fun with this conversation, but I won't. <sighs> funny movie. All right, Australia Report, Joe. Yes, we'll get off. We'll get off religion and Christmas and yes, exactly. Uh, we had this weekend just gone. We had uh, another round of the national drag racing championship happened over on the west coast in Perth, Perth Motorplex. I'm gonna actually have to leave the full report for next week because I had a few social events on over the weekend what? and really didn't get the uh, 101. On the results, you don't but one have of the results, that, uh, and I apologise, but one of the results that did hap happen, and I've, it's pretty significant. Um, the finals from the first round of Door Slammer, the Door Slammer Championship, uh, didn't get run at the Bend Dragway in South Australia uh, about a month ago. So they actually ran the finals during qualifying, 
and uh, a bit of a, a nice sort of story. Uh, two first-time potential first-time winners could have won it. Uh, Lisa Gregorini, who's from Western Australia, and uh, rookie driver Ronnie Palumbo, who I used to race against in Top Sportsman. Uh-huh. Uh, Ronnie's from New South Wales. Uh, his dad, a few years ago, passed away from cancer, was quite a good top sportsman racer as well. And his pseudo-uncle was, and his dad's best friend, was uh, Sam Fennick, who uh-huh. passed away at the start of the year in the accident. Ronnie is now driving for the same team that Sam drove for, uh, Fabietti Racing Team, sponsored by AC Delco. So in to the is conclusion of his Palumbo? first... We're talking about Ronnie, Ronnie Palumbo? Palum- Ronnie okay. Palumbo. Yeah. So to, for the conclusion of his... In his rookie season of his first ever event, he got the gold Christmas tree, which is our version of the uh, of a Wally. Wow. A qualifying sheet or something from the 24th mm. and Ronnie Palumbo in his Monaro with Brad Anderson mm. power ran 587.5 at 390 kilometers per hour. That's pretty good. Mm. That's those are quarter mile times. Quarter mile. Yep. Yep. Five eighties. The number one qualifier was John Zappia with five. Yeah, Zapp- yeah. That's interesting. So most of the time, our guys are in the 570 range. Uh, the likes, John Zappia is probably the, the cut of the field. Um, he's sometimes in the 60s, or a lot of the a lot of the players are, but um, Zapp's a multi-time champion down here in Australia. Um, there was some talk of him coming over for uh, Wes's uh, World Series of Pro Mod. Oh, really? Car, but there was some talk about that for last year, and I believe it's continued because the, he's got some connections with uh, the Noonans over there in the US. Noonan Engineering. Yes. Yeah. So uh, so that's the drag racing side in, for last weekend, but I'll tell you the other results because there was Funny Car and all sorts of other things on when I catch up with it all. Uh, V8 Supercars, Brody Kostecki won the uh, championship. Uh, come beat uh, SVG. SVG come second in the championship. Uh, that was uh, raced in Adelaide in South Australia as well. And uh, this weekend, we have Top Fuel, another round of the National Drag Racing Championship uh, at my home track, Sydney Dragway. Nice. Now, that, that event was supposed to be running Queensland at Willowbank Raceway, but uh, Willowbank received a quite a big uh, grant from the, gov- the state government up there. Um, or sorry, no, federal government up there, and uh, uh, resurfacing the track and due to weather and and resources uh, are running behind and it's not complete yet. So that the uh, the event got transferred to my track at Sydney and fingers crossed, I might get out there to have a watch. It's a, they're, they're uh, compressing the event. They've limited the amount of sportsman races and they're making it a one-day event just due to its proximity to Christmas and they didn't believe they'd get enough people to a race, but also crowd wise, uh, an expensive thing to do over a few days if uh, coming into Christmas. So the promoters have compressed the event to a, a one day event. Excellent. So we'll see how that goes. The commerce holiday. That's the uh, generic, generic commerce report. holiday. 
Beg your pardon, mate? Generic commerce holiday. Don't say Christmas anymore. That's offensive. Say generic commerce holiday. <sighs> Happy <Yeah>. everything. <laughs> there it is. Well, very good. <laughs> there it is. Look, it's Olsen. Olsen, who hasn't been on, uh, for us to congratulate him on his tremendous third-place finish in the WFO Radio Fantasy League. You've you've got to put lower your microphone. It's on the top of your head. You, you, your your mic is like pointed up. There it is. Third place, Olson. That's you. tremendous. You. you get nothing for that, but I know. Good job. <laughs> Pat on the back. Podium. Podium. You're on the podium, man. That's a huge deal. Been a little sick the last couple of weeks, so I haven't been on. So. <clears throat> okay. Well, we, that's why I noticed. I saw your face, and I thought. We haven't congratulated this guy on his tremendous. We never found out who the heck Brad, Brad Brad is. We don't know that. Bad Brad has not reached out, has not said, uh, that's me. I, I want to. Not know, yet. I hadn't changed my thought yet about it either. So. You and me, we're, we're uh, simpatico on that one, Bobby Graham. We are. Uh, we both think that Mr. Fantasy NASCAR and Bad Brad are the same person. <laughs> Good. They're pretty close to the same uh, drivers every week. So, <laughs> which that that is evidence against it. Giovanni disagrees. Monica agrees. We'll see. We'll see. It'll it'll come out. Bad Brad, where are you? But Olson, great job. Uh, Thank you. Everything going going well up there? Uh, yeah. A little cold, but uh, other than that, yeah. No thanks. What is cold? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It was, uh, it was thirty degrees. Thirty degrees this morning, and. Uh, that's cold. Oh, like, what, what, what is that? <laughs> we got to close next week. Here, man. It was 40. I don't want to. And I don't mean it was cold. It's kind of hot, man. Yeah. You know, like, that was almost our high temperature was 40 something this morning, this afternoon. So, oh, goodness. Yeah. Next week, it's going to drop down into the six. It's over here, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. Well, way to go, Olson. Thank you for Thank you. Uh, signing on. Congratulations once again. Thank you. There we go. Solson's Trailblazers. All right, guys. I, uh, I'm i out of material. I think this was a fun catch-up. Uh, we got Reinhardt tomorrow. Um, and then we're going to move on into the week and we start uh, hopefully connecting with some champions. I got this E-part trade thing going on on Friday, uh, Thursday and Friday, where I'm going to be interviewing Matt Hartford, John Force, Tony Stewart, um, Jim Oberhofer. We're going to do the Australian connection again, Matt, uh, like we did with... Uh, with uh, what Bruce? Why am I getting his name wrong? Bruce Reed, you've muted yourself, but um, we're going to do that Bruce. same deal with Bruce Reed, and so we're going to do that with same conversation. Time. It's free. You can go to eparttrade.com and you've got to sign up, and then you, it's like you're on a Zoom call, but you can watch it, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun talking with Smoke and talking with uh, Hartford, best career season, and Force, just uh, having a great conversation with him. Uh, and Jimmo, it's going to be great. And that'll be Thursday, Friday, uh, this week. And, um, should be a lot of fun. No Australian products this year, Joe. So fortunately they have shortened many of the features. And I believe that my responsibilities are restricted to drag racing themed personalities. But you remember the guy with the uh, sound canceling uh, microphone? We had a nice conversation with him, and uh, beyond the actual EPAR trade industry week, you got some cool technology going on down there. 
Davis Craig. Yeah. Davis right. Craig Technologies, yeah. We uh had some little discussions about trying to get some stuff uh, over here on the starting line. He's like, yeah, you'll be able to talk into it on the starting line with a top field dragster in the background and people will hear you perfectly clearly. And I'm wow. like, that's amazing. Mm. But, yeah. We didn't, you know, follow up. <laughs> well, all right. Great job, guys. Thank you very much, Matt in Australia. I appreciate you. There we go. Cheers, guys. Have a Matt good week. All right, Matt. We're, we're, we little, still love Christmas and we still love you, Matt. I can see the look on your yeah, face. I know. You're not. Yeah. It's, you're still okay. You're still good. You're I fine. Feel good now. Yeah. Happy Festivus. I know. Yeah, right. Festivus. <laughs> the metal pole. The airing of grievances. What? Festivus. You don't know about Festivus, Matt? What? You've lost me. Oh, we'll Festivus? send you the clip. Yeah. <laughs> How do you not know that? That's okay. See? Learning every day. Learning. Thank you. Another holiday. Another of the the one that is standing the test of time, I believe. Thank you, Matt. And Bobby, great job by you. Thank you. Not denominational. Everybody. I'm too old to care. It doesn't bother me at all. Yes. Nothing should bother anybody. Nobody should be offended by, you know, like this serious serious stuff happening in the world right now, folks. You can't be offended by little things. You know, you got to. You got to judge. You got to use your judgment as to like where you want to waste an aggravation. And, Bobby, uh, I'm with you. I, I'm. I, I think 50 <laughs> is the don't give a rat's ass about anything age two. Yeah, try six, try 67. That's it. Yeah. Once you get to 50, that's it's okay. Like, yeah. Once you, it's 50 and above, I think. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, yeah. I've hit the threshold, Bobby. <laughs> oh. oh yeah, it's downhill for sure now. <laughs> uh, he is. He's. You know, the, you've heard the term. You've heard the term "slow walking to the grave." Hmm. Yeah, he's double timing. It's like a, <laughs> it's a, it's a medium, it's a medium trot, right? right yeah, but also, uh, you know, another thing, worrying about it is worse than being old. Is worrying about it, so that's. I hear. You. Keep your health up. Just forget Giovanni, about it. Giovanni had a gathering at his house this past week. I don't know what day it was that we were there, but we were there and some of Mrs. Gio's friends are there. And it was just like a small and nice group of friends. And I was uh, participating in the conversation, but also monitoring the topic of conversation. And there was, you know, I need reading glasses everywhere. I can't drive at night because I can't see. There were all of these topics that kept coming up. And I was like, uh-huh. Okay. Oh, there it is again. Uh, there it is again. Aches and pains. Those things came up. Once upon a time, we were not talking about that stuff. But now we are. It is what it is. It is what it yep. is. All right. It Bobby. is what it is. It is what it is. Monica wants to know. Matt. Oh, yes, Bobby. Oh, Go ahead. Yeah. I said it. WFO, everybody. WFO. WFO, Bobby. Monica says, no Festivus? That Matt doesn't know Festivus. This is a stunner. I'm shocked. Um, but this Maybe is all Seinfeld the Seinfeld wasn't big in the upside down. Seinfeld wasn't big in the upside down. Jerry Seinfeld. They, they're offended by him. They don't like him. One of the greatest. I wouldn't go that far. I mean, you know. One, Festivus is one of the lasting legacies of Seinfeld. It has it, it has gone well beyond the TV show. There are people that actually celebrate celebrate Festivus. celebrate Festivus. The metal pole, the airing of grievances, the feats of strength. Like people have gone with it in a big way. We will send you the episode, Matt. 
And you don't have to know all the Seinfeld stuff. And we will make a donation to the human fund in your name. Yes, we absolutely (laughs) will. Giovanni, do you have a final thought? No, I hope everyone had a great, wonderful, happy Thanksgiving holiday uh, with uh, friends and family and loved ones. And uh, it's coming out of the food coma so that we get ready for these last, uh, what, 34 days of the year. Let's bring it. (sighs) Bringing it. It's brought in for certain. All right, Giovanni, good job. WFO, everyone. There it is. There's Giovanni in Miami. Of course, the great friends Marvin Rodak is sending coffee all around the country. 817-924-6821. Call Marvin. Get yourself some coffee for the holidays. The Stampede of Speed Blend. Man, Giovanni came over and raided my stash and took a whole bunch back to his house. And it is amazing. And I'll bring him back in just to talk about the Stampede of Speed Blend. He's trying to put himself in there. Did you think that that was appropriate taking like I, wait, that half? was not me wait first of all but the strategic I did try reserve. It and actually it was much better than I anticipated because it was it's a little light you know on the on the geo scale like I like the really dark coffee and so visually you know when I saw the bean it, it it's very milk chocolatey and uh and I, and then the smell and so I wasn't certain that it would be you know up to snuff sort of speak but no, I the two thumbs up, man. It was actually really, really good. I was quite impressed. It was better than I expected. Yes. 817-924-6821. It's it's great stuff. You know, the the roasting is and what it makes wasn't a lot. Stuff. It was just like a Ziploc bag, one of those sandwich type. More bags. than half of the strategic reserve, man. Like we have a, a system here. More than half of the strategic reserve. Dude, you had a whole bunch of brand new bags. And so, you know, I took a couple of Ziploc bags and, and you know, filled them one up with each of your brand new stuff to try them out, man. How else yeah. are we supposed to sample? No, exactly. Exactly. How well, do we know job. if we like it if we don't try it? Exactly. And it's Call amazing. Marvin. Get some coffee. The Stampede. Geo approved. It is Geo approved. No, it's good. And Mrs. Geo, too. It's great stuff. Frank Hawley's Drag Racing School. Driving a dragster. That's never bad. Driving a dragster is never bad. FrankHawley.com. And then, of course, the folks at SamTech.edu, the School of uh, Automotive Machinists and Technology. You can learn to become a machinist if you happen to be listening to the show and you're entertained by it and you want to get into this world and just want this to be your life, building engines and all that. SamTech can get you started. Can I get it in the upside down? You can. Notice I didn't say, uh, Matt asks that. I, I didn't say ships all over the world. Like, he'll send it to wherever you want. But like Geo says, the shipping is going to be tremendously expensive. That's the deal. It's going to be tremendously expensive to ship a pound of coffee to Australia. But, I mean, maybe, uh, you know, maybe Marvin can figure something out. We'll put it on a slow boat. Starlink is launching from the Cape in a little bit. Can you hear it, Joe, when it happens? Uh, I can't hear it. I might see some stuff. We see some launches, but we don't hear the uh, the sound of them. Right? We're a little too far away. Bobby Graham says, be a machinist and never be unemployed. Isn't that the truth? All right, guys. Appreciate everybody. Thank you so much for watching or listening to our show. The audio-only podcast that is Ignition. This is it. We talk vacuums. Yeah, I never got back into the vacuum. I got shamed off of it. It's okay. I'm thinking maybe I need a Roomba so that when I go on these trips to go to the NHRA, the Roomba will vacuum the fur. Or maybe I need something like Geo's got. Or maybe I just need to ride this Kenmore until it dies. 
like 10, 20 more years. I don't know. Matt says, miss you, Stubo. Absolutely. Sue Morris was definitely missed on this show. She brings, not only does she bring the uh, female perspective, but she brings her own uh, unique brand of humor. Megan says, WFO besties, have a good week. You too, Megan. We love Sue. So Sue listen to the very last second. I think she does. Yeah, it's 200 miles away, the Cape. That's that's up there. But, you know, if on a clear night, we could see something. It'll never get better than flying over the Cape and seeing a launch under me out the window of a plane. That was my best rocket launch moment to date. Flying over, watching a SpaceX rocket pass us in a plane. And I put that on Instagram, by the way. It's like somewhere way back in my feed. WFO Joe. And you can definitely get on all of that. And uh, we got Alan Reinhardt. One o'clock Eastern time. Don't forget Doug Coletta and Aaron Stanfield. We've got an entire season of really good stuff. And now we shuffle through the off season. I think it's going to be great. I thought this was an actually a very interesting conversation about the ends justifying the means is really what it's all about. The ends justifying the means and the way to handle that, the way to tackle it. And remember the next hear it from Heiner show for Patreons only is going to be all about that topic. New rules for pro stock to limit the strength of the super teams. Put it on that chat section. WFO. WFO! This is WFO Radio. Yeah, welcome to the party. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers do not necessarily reflect that of the station ownership, advertisers, or agencies.